Welcome everyone back to another episode of the Dad Pod Games Cast, episode six. I am one of your hosts, uh, Joe Owens, and to my right, your virtual left, as always, is Eddie Rathke. Eddie, how are you doing? That's a me. I am doing all right. Despite uh, being potentially a little bit under the weather, you don't sound too bad, though, so I think the... uh, That's good. No one will notice. (laughs) Yeah, totally, except for the fact that I just spoiled that. Uh, You know, it's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's good. If you you hear me sniffling, it, uh, it means we didn't... We didn't edit it out. Yeah. Is what that means. <laughs> you know, I, I've been sort of like uh, anti-editing out some of the flaws. I think it's kind of fun to keep some of them in, especially like the first yeah. episode. I like it. Um, you know, we're we're new at this, so we want to keep it. Uh, I don't know, conversational. That's really what podcasts are about. Um, one thing I have but, been sort of neglecting to do though is mention what <laughs> the Dad Pod Games Cast actually is. It's just two dads talking about games, uh, usually old games. Uh, we do occasionally talk about some newer ones. Um, but we sort of relate our experiences growing up with them, uh, playing them with our kids, um, our kids' experiences with them. And sometimes it's not even about being a dad. Sometimes it's just about trying to play some games uh, when you're you know, in your late 30s, early 40s, and you just don't have the time you used to. Yeah. Feeling that a lot right now. <laughs> oh, man. It's so hard, dude, man. The struggle, the struggle is real. Like, I, I was thinking, uh, you know, like, as I've sort of sat down and look at what I've played this year and... Uh, whatnot. It's just uh, even if you were to take like the parenting out of it, like just work and everything else has been seemingly more crazy this year than it has been, and uh, it's just been uh, a lot, a lot of everything. <laughs> it's so much all the time, everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Not just a movie. And like I was just on not vacation, but I was traveling for work. And I usually bring, you know, like my Switch with me or something like that. And I almost never play it. Yeah, it's it sucks because like I uh, did go on vacation last week. Um, that's why we uh, recorded. Uh, it doesn't matter to the listener because it comes out every two weeks. But we recorded the uh, Xenoblade episode when we did because I was heading to Orlando with the kids. Uh, brought my Switch and barely played it. We were just too tired. Uh, yeah. Just just walking miles and miles every day. Um my my step counter uh pinged off of like 23,000 steps a couple times in one day <laughs> even hit 30,000 steps Dang. Uh, which it says is 13 miles i feel pretty good about that that's pretty good yeah. and then i realized you know my my kids who are 7 and 9 you know their their strides are like half of mine you know i'm like i'm pretty <laughs> tall you know i'm like i'm 6 foot 3 so like they're you know, they're whatever their stride is you know they probably doubled that mileage in like kid yeah. mileage so that's pretty good. I feel I feel pretty good for them and for us, but uh, it was definitely uh, doing a Universal Studios thing. Is uh, uh, it's not it's not a relaxing vacation. It's a fun vacation, but it is not a relaxing or recharging vacation. Yeah, definitely not. Well, it's funny too because like um, I don't know, if you were probably like this too, but in the days before e-readers and Kindles and things like that, you know, you'd go somewhere, even if just like for a weekend and you're like, oh, I better bring like six books. Oh, 100 percent. Because you just don't know. You don't know if you're going to finish something because like that. I mean, the, I think it's happened to us nowhere near as many times as to warrant bringing six books. But where you run like you finish a thing and then you don't have anything else to read. Right. And it just seems such like a terrible eventuality that you're like, I can't I can't deal with this. Like I, I will never this will never happen to me again because I'm going to bring my shelf. I'm gonna bring a shelf with me. Yeah, it's gonna co- and, it's gonna uh, come along. It is nonsense. 
It is. The amount of times I read more than one book on vacation is a, uh, it's been a while. Oh yeah. I, I haven't done it probably since I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, because like probably back then, since you had kids for sure. Oh yeah. No, no, I haven't done it on a, vac- on a kid. Like I, I just sleep when I'm not doing like the vacation <laughs> stuff with the kids. It's just like we, you know, my kids get up early. We do the thing like all day. Uh, like at Universal Studios, we got there one day at like uh, 7.50 a.m. So we could do that early entry to the park. And uh, we be- we closed it down. That was the 30,000 steps day. Like, you know, we just uh, went all day and then nobody had energy for like anything else. Like we were just like, okay, yeah. it's it's time for bed. Um, That's funny. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, I haven't, I used to read a lot on vacation when I was a kid because I had all the extra energy, I guess. Maybe my parents just didn't like <laughs> take us walking like enough places to yeah. get or exhausted. I would- I would read in the car and uh, some people can't do that, I guess, but uh, yeah, I've, now, I have heard that Yeah, now I have to drive. Can't read a book. Yeah. Can listen to a book. We can't read a book. Oh, try listening to a book with a, with kids who are like, stop this. <laughs> oh no, I have done that. Uh, they do say that and uh, <laughs> that sucks, but uh, you know, whatever. My kids have pretty good taste in music. They'll listen to pretty much anything that I like. So, uh, yeah. you know, just put on something that I like and just call it good. Um, anyway, back to the dad pod, I could talk about vacation forever, but we're here to talk about some games. Um, and today we're going to talk about not only games, but the utter fallibility of long-term human memory. No, I'm just kidding. Sort of. <laughs> um, I was originally going to talk about street fighter. Uh, no, I, I am going to talk about street fighter two, but what I was going to talk about, uh, was streets of rage two because like in my memory hole of childhood, uh, that, came first and i'm like yeah that that totally makes sense but then you know i started uh, doing a little googling and realized oh wait uh you know street fighter 2 came out in arcades in february of 1991 and streets of rage 2 did not come home to genesis consoles until december of 1992 and i'm like the the times are not adding up kind of like when i realized i discovered on our our mario episode that uh the the system that I had with the power pad wasn't released until a couple years later. So I'm just making my own new memories here. I'm just doing just doing it, just changing it. It doesn't matter. Half of memory is invention anyway. Yeah, that well that is that is true. But for for this, my my stupid brain needs to sometimes <laughs> put things like chronologically in order to talk about it in a way that makes sense because it will get hung up on details when like the time frames aren't matching up. So right. I'm, I'm glad I did the Google. Um, I'm really glad to talk about Street Fighter 2. Uh, the original Street Fighter 2 arcade, one of my favorite games all time, like bar none, very influential with me. Uh, man, it's I could I could I'm going to try to not talk uh, for for hours and hours about this this game because I have so many things to say. Um, but I, I saw this game probably in the wild about as soon as you could after it was released mm-hmm. absolutely was 1991 sometime in 1991 my first memory of it was at a local walmart because i used to go uh every weekend my mom whenever my mom would go shopping i'd always go whether it was the grocery store or walmart or whatever uh because i wanted to hit up the magazine aisles and p- get all the video game magazines uh-huh. and uh walmart uh messed me up one day when they had this very loud brightly colored uh, arcade right by the it's kind of by the cart returns at this old walmart where they where they had the arcades and um there's this just a crowd of kids just just playing just you know always there's always like tons of kids around this at the time and i had to see what it was and i was you know 
I mean, when, when you're a, when you're a kid and you see a bunch of other kids like really enjoying a thing, like you want to get in on it. And so yeah. like I would I would watch. Uh, I, I didn't play it for the first few times just because you, you couldn't. It was just too popular. There's just too many kids playing it. Um, but I would always go watch. And eventually when the, the game's popularity started to taper off a little, which <laughs> it didn't for a long time, but like it would like be enough to where you could get in there and get a get a couple quarters in and uh, and play. Um, I was just like blown away because the sprite work was so good and the sound yeah. was so good and like the the movement like i was like this is what i really want a video game to be right now in my 10 11 year old mind uh yeah i uh i never played it on arcade but it is funny to me that they had an arcade machine at a walmart um oh man they had a, they had a few they had a, it was uh which uh, it just occurred to me to I didn't put this in my notes, but they had uh, one of the Neo Geo uh, systems with all the other games, you know, which uh, had really good fighting games too. But they didn't at the time; they just didn't look like Street Fighter. And the other thing yeah. is that the kids were playing Street Fighter too, and that right. was that was why that was I the, wanted to play it. That's the real video game. Yeah, that's what it felt like. It felt like, despite the fact that now that I'm older and I I know better, the SNK games. That at the time I'm like, this is this is like walmart brand street fighter you know yeah. this is this is this is no name uh, kroger uh you know whatever your uh, uh you know uh, name grocery, store, you know, yeah. grocery stores brand is that that's what that snk was to me at the time you know despite Which the fact they of, had some art of fighting and samurai showdown and some other really cool games yeah i never played any of those games but uh okay. you should, have you should ever, go back and play them. have you ever uh, listened to the podcast uh they create worlds i have listened uh to you sent me one. Was it on? Was it Final Fantasy VII uh, that you sent me on, or was it just Final Fantasy it, in general? I think it was on Final Fantasy in general. Okay. Um, yeah, but they're they're a cool history uh, of video game podcast. But I've listened to a lot of them, and some of them are like uh, the you know the history of arcades and stuff like that. Yeah. Never realized that because when I think of arcades, and probably when a lot of people think of arcades, especially if they're my age or younger. Um, you think of arcades as being like you go somewhere and there's you know it's a room full of games right but this was like no there were just games everywhere like uh pizza, pizza places place. yep. yeah Seven Elevens. Like, yeah the gas station might have one it's like uh there was no real rhyme or reason to where they were or what games would be available no there, like, there was uh, no there was no like theme it wasn't like thematically placed or anything yeah and it's like just, so the arcade uh you know the arcades that you think of as like arcades when you picture a 1980s movie, those ones right. would have like the best newest ones. But yeah. then as machines get older and less popular, they'd kick them down the road and the pizza place would be like, Oh sure. I'll take that. That'll, yeah. uh, that'll make a hundred bucks a week or whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah. Cause like, cause you know, uh, taking as I'm sure you've noticed taking kids like out to eat, at least as they've probably get into the age where your kids are now, like they get like, they might be bored, but before you're done eating and ready to go. Yeah. It's real easy, you know, back in the day, just, hey, take some quarters, go play a video game. Let let mom and dad finish uh, finish crushing this uh, this deep dish over here, or this New York style. <laughs> I'm pizza yeah. agnostic, so, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to claim a coast or my, a central. Uh, my pizza location. preference for most of my life was I don't want pizza. Oh, that's just that blows my <laughs> mind. That absolutely blows my mind. The thing that changed my mind <clears throat> Uh, weirdly enough, is uh, pizza in Korea, which uh, I remember I had a friend in Korea who was like, these pizzas are just sinful. Like, 
they are so not what a pizza is. And I was like, ah, was, was it Kyle? No. Oh, okay. Um, some other guy. Um, I don't even remember his name anymore. But uh, I was like, ah, that must be why I like them. Because he was from New York, so he was like, no, pizza should be like this. And I was like, well, I like this pizza that has sweet potato on it. So yeah. uh, these are way better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, I just, I don't know. I like pizza. It's got to be really bad pizza to make me not want to eat it. And that's happened maybe like twice in my whole life. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to name the place because I don't want to cause any hate, but the, the worst pizza I ever had was in a place in St. Louis. Um, it 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 tasted like, you know those cheese and crackers packets where you like they come with crackers <laughs> that you can dip in uh-huh. cheese? It yeah. tasted like that if you added like uh, some like tomato paste, like not like wet tomato paste, like you know, oh, like the drier yeah. stuff. That's not kind of like, it's like, you know, like you can make like a real nice, you know, tomato jam. You can make real nice like sun-dried you can make a lot of stuff out of sundry tomatoes, let me just say. But yeah. not like that. Like, just imagine. <laughs> so, you know, like pizza, like the day after, like how the sauce uh-huh, is kind of like. Just that. Yes. It's like, like if you were to somehow and... get that out of a package <laughs> and then spread it on that cracker and then put the cheese on it. That's what it tasted like. And I was so hungry because uh, we were going down there for a conference. It was in grad school that I uh-huh. still ended up eating like a third or a half of the pizza. And I hated every minute of it. Uh, and so that place, uh, I will not. Uh, I will not go back in St. Louis yeah. if I'm ever in St. Louis. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've eaten a lot of pizza in my life, especially when I was a kid, but every single time I was like, what if they had gotten something else? Yeah. As I eat like, you know, five pieces of pizza. Oh yeah. Oh man. I don't know. I like, I love pizza. I love good pizza. I love bad pizza. I love frozen pizza. Um, I don't know. I was very clearly a Ninja Turtles kid. Uh, cause yeah. I'd even considered some of the, uh, putting like ice cream and cereal and stuff on pizza. I, I never really did that. I mean, I guess you could do it at like a buffet where you can like have like ice cream on the side and then maybe you like sure. dunk your pizza in a Sunday to be like Ninja Turtley. But, uh, man, that was, uh, those were the, those were the times, man. And I don't know, pizza's gotten better, especially yeah. now that like I have, uh, an allergy to wheat. Uh, the gluten-free pizza options have really uh, increased in the last 10 years. Yeah. I uh, I like unusual pizzas, so I like things that are... Most people would be like, why would you put that on a pizza? I'm like, why not? Because it's, it's awesome. It's yeah. way better. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I have heard... Uh, I've heard someone mention uh, jalapenos and pineapple, and I'm like, that might be legit. Yeah. I, Were you just I, listening I, to I insert can, credit? I was. Uh, because <laughs> I was Tim like... Rogers pizza? Yeah, I would, I'd never considered it before. Me neither. Would have never considered it pretty good. (laughs) And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, I do like sweet with spicy. That might not be bad. I would probably want at least some impossible meat on there. I know, you know, he's a vegetarian or yeah, he's a vegetarian, not a vegan. Um, But uh, so I would want something a little I would want a little bit of savory in there, too, with the sweet and the spicy. That's just me. Yeah. What's what I've recently gotten like last year or maybe the year before. I don't know how time works. Uh, I started getting Hawaiian pizzas, which I never used to get as a kid. Oh, man. Um, my mom used to get... That was like her jam when I was growing yeah. up. So I've been eating like, it since... These are pretty good. But I bet yeah. if you added jalapenos to that... Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. It's worth trying. I'm, like I'm going to do that next. I, I don't see why not. Like I'm not like... A, like I don't ever specifically order like pineapple on pizza. Um, yeah. Same. Because why it's like... You? It's fine. I mean, I wouldn't. But like, you know... I would eat it as a kid because, like, that was just my mom was like, "We're getting one of these, and you guys can eat it or not." But it's it's happening. Like, you you can have it or you you can leave it and I'll eat it. Um, and I was like, "That's fine. I'm hungry." Uh, and so, but I would not order it myself these days. I'm just 
just pick pick one off the menu that that sounds good. I like yeah, barbecue same. chicken pizza. I like oh, yeah. Thai, Thai chicken that. That, with, that. The, with the peanut sauce. That's real good. Love it. So, but anyway, this does have something to do with Street Fighter because my some of it legitimately does because you know it, it would be like partly grocery shopping, but also like right by the arcade at the Walmart that I just have burned and seared into my memory um, was the snack stand, I guess, where Walmart would always be doing stuff like I don't know uh, the pretzels that you dip in the cheese, uh, hot dogs, and you could also get popcorn. They always had the popcorn machine on, and it seemed like no matter when we were getting there, fresh popcorn was coming up, smelled real good. So I have Street Fighter Two indelibly etched into my memories with the smell of popcorn, um, specifically of that popcorn. Like sometimes if I walk into a supermarket, doesn't even have to be a Walmart. Like I walked into a Target recently, and the way that like a store, like a department store smells mixed with popcorn will immediately make me think of Street Fighter 2 now. It's wild, yeah, but it's still funny. to this to this day, uh, to do, it does that. Um, so did you play any Street Fighter like in the last few weeks to prepare yeah, for this? Yeah, I, oh, man. Uh, well, I sent you that picture the other day of like all my various like Street Fighter things. I, I, yeah. I've, I've loved it my whole life. Um, I have been playing uh, a, a good amount of uh, Street Fighter uh, 6 lately, which is cool that this is episode 6 of the Dad Pod. Oh, um, and, uh, man, it, it sure does hold up, in my in my opinion. Like, it still feels real good to play, even the original. You don't have to play Hyper Fighting or Champion Edition. Uh, yeah. It, it, all, all the versions, which be- eventually became a meme before memes were memes, uh, <laughs> of the bazillion different d- modifications of Street Fighter 2 that, that existed. Which I was oh. unaware of because I only so I never played it in the arcade. I've only ever played it on the Super Nintendo. Okay, um, and so like I don't know, five or ten, I don't know, some time ago on my PS Vita, I got like a a Street Fighter collection, and I was oh, playing nice. Street Fighter Two, and I was like, this is not Street Fighter Two. Yeah, like what's all this extra shit? Was it wait? Uh, but so there was like Street Fighter Two that had a number of I mean like three or four editions, and then there was Super Street Fighter Two, which also got its own editions. Yeah, I think it, I I can't remember. I just remember being like, "Who are these other guys? This is weird." Did, did you were the other guys the four bosses from the original Street Fighter on Super Nintendo, or were they those guys plus four more guys that were like a Native American dude, uh, a Jamaican dude, a guy that looked like Bruce Lee, and then uh, okay, Cammy. So here's the thing about um, it's funny because I I was just looking up like who are the original Street Fighter cast mm-hmm. and uh, or like Street Fighter two cast. And some of these guys that are, like, described as computer-only, when I played Street Fighter on the Super Nintendo... Street Fighter 2 on the Super Nintendo, they were playable characters. Okay, so you played Hyper Fighting. You played uh, Street Fighter 2 Turbo Edition Hyper Fighting. Oh, damn. uh, Which is a mouthful. Um, But so that's... It also had the Native American guy, which I don't actually see on there. Oh, if the Native American guy was in there, then you played Super Street Fighter 2. which you That came out right after. Um, uh, T-Hawk. Uh, because so, so that to me is Street Fighter Two, which hilariously uh, is different. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it is. It's super different. If you go, if you go back, uh, the 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 Street Fighter collection on uh, Switch is really good because it has like every, excuse me, every version of it up through Street Fighter Three, Third Strike, I think Third Strike, Second Impact on Third Strike. Um, but like the original was just like eight dudes. Uh, that moved kind of slow, especially when it started getting faster. There was Street Fighter 2, then yeah. there was Champion Edition that let you play as the bosses, and then there was Hyper Fighting, which sped things up. And then after that, I they see. sort of did 
somewhat of an overhaul on it. I think it came out on another board, uh, one of their CPS2 or uh, later boards, uh, because like street, Super Street Fighter 2 that you played with like T-Hawk and Fei Long and DJ and Cammy, uh, uh, the, like all the characters had a makeover, basically. They the, uh, like almost like reskinned and more animations, like the sprites moved more fluidly because there was, you know, more frames, more frames right. of animation, more pixels. So, and that also did come out on Super Nintendo. How interesting. I, uh, it's funny because I didn't even like realize that the Street Fighter 2 that I played was in any way different. Yeah, because but. the original Street Fighter 2 on Super Nintendo was just the eight dudes that you couldn't play as Bison, Vega, Balrog, or Saget. Yeah. Sagat. Sagat! You, you just, uh, yeah, you just, I mean, that it didn't uh, diminish the fact at all like i was still uh, a million percent on board uh with the, with those eight dudes because i'd been playing them for well, probably a year or maybe a year and a half in the arcade whenever i could yeah. i spent so much money on that on that gosh darn game so like, the reason i i think that the pizza is especially relevant is because um i was playing street fighter like uh, last week and my son is too young to play street fighter so i was just playing or at it, least to play know. it well yeah i get mash buttons yeah um and i was like you know what this sucks and it's because street fighter you know kind of to your point earlier is like it's not a game that you're meant to play by yourself right um i think the newer ones probably make more of an effort to oh yeah fighting games now are different than fighting games before but it's like you were meant to play street fighter with in like tournament mode like right you're With, with with folks yeah like five howling toddlers around the tv with pizza everywhere getting yeah. your controllers all disgusting your couch yeah. is all gross your mom's mad there's pizza yeah. everywhere and yeah. uh and that is that's like how you play street fighter to me so playing it by myself on my couch at 35 i was like man this is the wrong way like i don't usually say that there's a wrong way to play games but that's the wrong way to play street fighter yeah <laughs> so, i mean I, I think unless you're like practicing you know just like just uh like yeah. for 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 playing other folks or even like street fighter 6 basically has like just a, a whole ass yakuza game in it as a story oh, really yeah where That's you're awesome. walking around streets and like challenging folks and the way you challenge them you just attack them and they're cool with it and like yeah. if you like beat them up they're like they're fine with it you can just like you can just <laughs> go up and drag and punch a cop and you know it's fine like Jeez. nobody cares and uh i love it a lot and sometimes when I'm trying to like, because like you can unlock new moves and whatnot for your character, because you can create your own character to do this with. You don't have to use one of the. Oh, interesting. And so like you unlock different things, and so like I'm mixing and matching, you know, Hadoukens and Sonic Booms and spinning <laughs> bird kicks. Uh-huh. Uh, and so like sometimes you want to practice, and I'll just go into like the, one of the training modes or just the arcade mode to to, to futz around and uh, see h- how they feel, um, because like. Some, when you're trying to progress, like sometimes you might get in a fight with someone who's just like way over your level, and right. you just you just get rocked. Um, but like you said, playing, well, we both said playing with other people is the way to go. And in fact, like Street Fighter Two hit the Super Nintendo, you know, in 1992. I have it written down here. Let me see. Uh, yeah, summer of '92, uh, and I've got basically a Labor Day weekend birthday, and so that year we uh my birthday party was me and like nine friends eight or nine friends huddled (laughs) around a maybe like a 17 inch tv in my bedroom 
like doing a, a, a little Street Fighter 2 tournament. That was what we wanted to do. Um, and it was awesome. Uh, there yeah. was pizza. There was there was much soda. Uh, nobody spilled anything, though, because folks knew my mom would not have been... <laughs> she would not have been having the, the, the pop on the carpet uh, that, that, that wasn't going to fly. And so, you know, that's, that's what I did. You know, that, that's, that's a hundred percent. Uh, what I, the only thing I wanted to do is just play street yeah. fighter two on my super Nintendo with my friends for my birthday. Yeah. It's like, it's funny because, uh, you know, before there was like, what's a good way to play, you know, there was no online play obviously, but like nope. there was a culture of fighting games, um, from like I feel like the very beginning, and I think part of it is because of that arcade background where it's like you go to the arcade and there's a bunch of shrieking teenagers right. crowded around this box, and you're like, "What is that thing?" Right. And it's like it's be- it's because everyone wants to play, but part of wanting to play is also you have to wait your turn, and in waiting your turn, you're watching people who might be better than you play, right. and you're so you're kind of like psyching yourself up. You're like, "Oh man, I yeah. gotta beat this kid." Yeah, and, uh, I'm like, and or or or. The coolest part was watching them do moves you hadn't discovered yet. Right. Like, how do you throw fireballs? Like, if you've never seen, if you've never thrown a fireball and right. you see him doing a dragon punch or a hurricane kick, you're like, how do you do, like, how do you make this, this alchemy happen? Yeah. Like, it, I need, I need the wizardry in my life. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, and then, like, a lot of times, like, a cooler, older kid will, like, teach you, you, you know, <laughs> your, yeah. the young, the young Padawan. <laughs> how to you know achieve enlightenment in in street fighter in the dark and smelly arcade which um i think is so the the moves the special moves in street fighter i think are way better than in its obvious competitor mortal kombat yeah um because they make sense like, oh, they make so much sense. Like, know, it's the, like, the, it feel, it feels good going back to mario it feels good yeah. to execute special moves and it feels intuitive and it feels like, like the first time you do it, you're like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Right. Because like even the Haruken, it's like, it's down and then down and forward and then yeah. all the way forward plus a yeah. uh, punch, I think. Yeah. It's, that, a like, quarter, it's basically a quarter rotation forward, which you can imagine your, your man doing, your, you know, yeah. Ryu or Ken, just, you like, can imagine him doing that. And like, you actually see that's like what his hands do, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and the dragon punch is the same way. It's like a fireball with an extra quarter turn. You, you know, you're going forward, down, forward, and then forward again. Uh, yeah. kind of upwards and then a punch and so it's similar to the to the fireball but the extra motion gives you the rising movement of the sprite and that just feels right. good yeah that that feels so good whereas like so i played mortal kombat um a few weekends ago for my which, friend's bachelor which, party which mortal kombat the, the first one the, the very first one which nice. came out around the same time as street fighter 2 so i feel like they're a pretty good comparison yeah yeah well i mean it was all the video game magazines would talk about mortal kombat versus street fighter 2 like issue yeah. upon issue was was that discussion yeah and it's like uh mortal kombat has uh an interesting art style which i have never loved but it's like that kind of uh you know looks like a well, it was motion capture at the time. I mean, yeah. it was like you know, dudes who dudes and ladies who worked at the the studio at Midway at the time uh, were getting uh, themselves mocapped uh, in yeah. the green room and uh, just just doing doing the moves. And then they uh, primitively now. I mean, when you sort of look at the the way the way it's kind of herky jerky, um, but like you know, digitizing these these human movements, it was pretty cool at the time. But I don't think it yeah it aged as well. But you're yeah. gonna you 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 can you can probably speak to that more because you played it more recently. 
Yeah, I mean, it, I think it still looks pretty good. It's just I uh, I always liked the way cartoons look. Um, so I think maybe that's 100%. part of it. But 100%. Uh, we were playing it in sort of like a tournament style that I was talking about. But because the moves are so non-intuitive and uh, we were just at like, you know, a bar that has this game. So there's not the instruction manual where uh, usually the moves are listed. I don't remember if they're listed in the Mortal Kombat instruction book. I know they are in the Street Fighter too, at least the one that I had. Yeah. Um, I I, I so, need to get back to instruction manuals once you finish the story because I have a <laughs> I have a story about instruction manuals. All right, but uh, it's like it's so non-intuitive that it's basically we're all sitting there trying to memory palace to when we were eight years old and being like, how do I do this move with this guy? And uh, hold down hit punch for an, an uppercut. Yeah, or it'd be like you know, it'd be like left right left right left and then like high kick and it's like what what the hell yeah. man how how is that how is that like scorpion's you... spear was back back or forward forward punch one of the punches i think yeah it's something and that's like why that. i liked it because it was way simpler than the other yes yeah. but so basically what that meant is that uh for the most part you know every once in a while we'd one of us would get a move done but it was mostly just like doing the regular punches and kicks to fight which right. is you know it's kind of boring it's not yeah, the way you, it's not the way the game is meant to be moves. played right um but i also just felt like i don't know it uh that like lack of intuitive feeling makes the game feel slower and worse because you can't do what you're supposed to do you yeah. can't just or at like, least figure you can't do you can't do what it feels like you should be able to do yeah like you in street fighter ju- when you're doing a thing like when you if like you like a very common combo in street fighter for a lot of the characters is when you jump forward and you kick you'll do a kick and then when you hit the ground you can hit down and the kick again and he'll they'll do like a sweep and yeah. it feels really good to pull that together and you don't need to know any special moves you're just moving your guy forward you might have jumped okay i'm gonna kick and oh i'm, I'm on the ground i'm gonna kick, kick again and he does like basically it translates from what is in your brain to to the screen and it's like right uh intuitive isn't even like a good enough word because it's like an extension of <laughs> your your line of thinking yeah and i think like one of the things too is once you figure out one of the characters moves you kind of have a template for other characters moves because it's like okay moving the joystick or like hitting the d-pad in this way will make will probably make something happen and usually you're right whereas yeah. in mortal Kombat, figuring out one person's moves may have no relation to another character's yeah. moves. Street Street Fighter 2 has the 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 circular movement plus puncher kick for for like half the characters and yeah. then the others are charging. Like so you yeah. hold back and then hit forward for like a sonic boom um or e or like rapid tapping. Yep, yep, that's for Ihanda and um, Blanca. They do the shock and the and the 100 hand slap. Um a couple people will you can charge down and then up uh guile with his flash kick and uh, chun Li with her spinning bird kick and those also feel like the way that you would think that that move would be pulled off like right. i wouldn't think a person uh, provided they could do uh, an upside down spinning hurricane kick across the screen <laughs> if if that was humanly possible i would think you'd need to kind of crouch to get ready to do that like because you're gonna like you're gonna need all that momentum from your legs to propel you up and upside down and then spinning like so yeah, like to, absolutely to, to, to charge you know, you know, down then up, uh, or, you know, as you can do, uh, for, for me, I could like, if you, if you kind of push down, but then back a little bit, they'll also have like a block in case someone tries to attack you. And then you can kind of charge like out of it by hitting kind of from down crouch and then up with a kick and it will do it. Um, I didn't realize that at first I always thought it had to be directly 
up and down. And my life got a lot better in Street Fighter games when I realized you could be kind of like holding down at an angle <laughs> and yeah. like swoop it up. And that yeah. someone had to figure that out. Like someone had to figure out that there's got to be some play. There's got to be some room for error because you're not always going to be able to perfectly do like on a horizontal or vertical plane. You're not going to be able to get that perfectly. It's going to be uh, even on a D-pad, it's going to be really hard to, to right. do that 100% perfect. And so, man, they, they they tuned it so well. Like, just from the jump, like, Street Fighter 2 was just a generational leap better than the original Street Fighter 1, in which you could be Ryu and uh, Ryu. <laughs> and it was, uh-huh. see, I still, so I'm talking about it, and I call him Ryu because that's what we called him as a kid. It's Ryu. Uh, because, like, that was just, he was the Street Fighter. Right. <laughs> that was it. Like, that's it. You got him. Street Fighter 2, um, you got all these dudes and all these girls, and it's just like, you just like beat people up. It was great. It's so good. Yeah. And like each one had a, you know, even though the move sets, um, how to do special moves, feel similar in how you do them, everyone has their own kind of fighting style. Yeah. Um, I guess except for Ken and Ryu, which uh, is the same. But I've never really, uh, man, you know, for as much as I love the game, I never really looked into why like they basically had like two of the same character. I just liked them both. Like Ken's, because uh, uh, you could throw with punch or kick buttons, yeah. And the kicks would do like a, you know, like a, a throw with the leg. And Ken's has like some like backwards somersaults before he throws them, and Ryu just throws mm. them right directly over his head. But that's like the big difference in the early in the early game. They did start separating them as the the, the games went on. Okay, um, I but, think Ken is stronger and slower is basically the difference. Yeah. So he I, hits harder, but he hits slower. Yeah, it's it's but it's for if you are just coming up to it, if you haven't put thousands of hours into it, I really think that the the difference is negligible. Yeah, like for for the for the first time player, like they they might as well just be a palette swap. Although I do think that Ken is I do think Ken's stronger because I I'm ninety nine percent sure I read that somewhere. Um, I f- I mean that that's my memory of it. Uh, yeah. And I and it's possible that that wasn't really clearly defined until the one that I played. Which yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, apparently, Super Street Fighter Turbo Two. Yeah. Or Two it's, Turbo. Yeah, it's uh yeah because you could uh, on the on the home version on the Super Nintendo version of that one on Super Street Fighter Two you could adjust the speed so you could yeah. make it faster or slower depending on if uh, certain characters were just destroying you and you're like I don't have time to pull off my moves. Yeah, it's it's always kind of why I've gravitated toward the circular movements uh, characters in all, like any fighting game I play because the style has been somewhat emulated in a lot of fighting games since Street Fighter Two. Yeah, because I I don't feel as confident in my ability to charge attacks uh, the way that I can pull off uh, some of the other stuff. What feels snappy? Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, who who was your who did who did you main as the kids now say who was your oh my my main. My main was always Ryu. Um, okay. I just liked him because, man, I was a huge martial arts and karate nerd growing up. Um, I, 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 my friends and I all like did various martial arts at various times. You know, um, we loved movies with martial arts. Uh, yeah. We loved Bruce Lee. Um, and so for me, Ryu was like the one that was closest to my ideal fighting game character. Uh-huh. Like I didn't realize I had that until I saw him. My, the first character I ever played was Blanca because he looked just crazy. Yeah, he could electrocute people, and I think a lot oh, of people's yeah. first character was him. But then, as I got to realize that I didn't really care for his move set, uh, I was like playing around with you know Ryu and playing around with Ken, and I'm like these these moves make so much sense 
to me at like, you know, the age of 11. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, I just want to keep doing this. This feels good. And every iteration of Street Fighter since that's always been who I pick like first to, you know, play through and like get my get my bearings, try to learn the move sets of other characters is I don't feel like I can do that as well with a brand new character because I can't pay attention to other you know, other movesets if I'm trying to focus on like learning all of these brand new moves with new characters. So I always yeah. start off with Ryu or Ken. Interesting. Do you, uh, do you bounce around characters a lot? Like, do you try to play with as many people as possible? Now I do, uh, just cause it's fun. Okay. And, yeah. uh, and street fighter six has really let you do that in a, such a cool way of letting you create your own character and just put whatever moves like you yeah, can't have cool. two, two of the same input moves. So you can't have like, the uh oh gosh i'm trying to oh so like uh dalsum's yoga fire and you know the hadouken are the same input so you right. can't have you can't have both you have to pick one of those for that input um okay so That's you have cool. to kind of choose which move you want at that certain input so you know the up down you know you have the choice of the spinning bird kick or like the flash like guile's flash kick you can have one or the other but you can't have both um but you can do all kinds of crazy stuff like I think my dude right now can like shock like Blanco when you tap the button real fast. I think he can do the headbutt like E Honda. I've got the <laughs> dragon punch, the hurricane kick, and the Hadouken from you know Ken and Ryu. Um, just various things that I love, but also moves that I also liked, but I just didn't want to play the other characters at the time. Yeah. And so I'm really I don't know, man. I really love me some Street Fighter Six. It's real good. I I can't recommend it enough because there's so much to it, and there's Is online play, to now. play? Is it fun to play as a solo player? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've only played it solo. I haven't played any okay. online yet at all because I've been working my way <laughs> kind of slowly through the story mode. Uh, yeah, or the, I think gosh, online play it? online play now, uh, I think it is actually a poor substitute for couch play. Um, I kind of hate online play, mostly because you are playing... People, on, people online are just too good is like the main thing. Yeah. Yeah, you're, like, you're you're playing a, a very very high level at all. I mean, because it's always going to throw you in the deep end at first, yeah. Before the strength based matchmaking kicks in and says, "Oh, you're way way worse than this person." <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me find someone with a much lower win loss record, uh, which is sort of how it works. Um, it's also just like so. My wife and I experienced this when we were playing Mario Kart Eight, and we yeah. tried playing it online, and like. Uh, you know, different games are balanced differently, but uh, Mario Kart Eight basically there there has been determined that there's like an ideal build, and it's yeah. Bowser with a certain cart with certain wheels and stuff like that. Right, I can see that for the weight, the the power to weight ratio. Yeah, we didn't know that, so we were just you know there's like thirty characters, so we we're just picking whoever. Yeah, and uh, I was like, why are like seven of these people Bowsers? It's called it's called they're they're playing the meta. Yeah. Which is like and I understand. Like they want to win, but it's like what a boring way to play a game is how I feel. It's like it's like that with almost all online games though, because like you said, yeah. Uh when I was playing a lot of Destiny One, uh I kinda fell off Destiny Two. I played a lot of Destiny One, really loved it. Mostly because Bungie makes shooting games that feel real good to jump yeah. and shoot. They they yeah. just do. Like you can say what you want about the story, you can say what you want about like whatever else. Uh, Bungie makes games that are fun to play. Um, and so after a while, when you're doing like, you know, you know, PVP, you know, you're trying to shoot some dudes online, they're all using the same, whatever the popular weapon is. Cause like Bungie will be trying to balance that 
And so every time balance patches comes through, and this is probably true for Mario Kart or was true when they were probably updating it more. Uh, in any other game, there's always a meta and what, whatever. Maybe it's like shotgun and like sliding shotguns was like a thing forever in Destiny. You'd have a dude run up on you. He would slide so that his hitbox is real tiny. And then he would blast you with his shotgun, mm. which took like they were so overpowered at the time. It'd be like one shot kills. And you just had dudes just murking folks with one shot. And like that got real frustrating because it's like it's not fun, especially when you're playing, uh, you know, probably against kids who are having a lot of time to invest in the game oh, yeah. and toddlers yeah. with infinite time. It's oh, like, they're, they're just wrecking you and you're just it's like, okay, this, I can't wait till the balance patch comes up. And then they, they end up like <laughs> balance, overbalancing it, like overcorrecting basically and making something that didn't need fixing broken. And it's like a whole thing. And so yeah. when you say like online is like a poor substitute for couch co-op, that's where my brain goes because it's like, you can't really dial it in. Uh, maybe the way that you want to, right? Where it's like, like when you're when you're playing couch co-op, you know, you figure out how your friends play. Like your friend might beat you. Like let's say you're you know relatively matched, but they have just like so. Uh, this we we talked about Dead or Alive before. Um, yeah, that fighting game is actually really good. Yeah, but, I've uh, actually I've actually uh, played a little bit of it. I. Man, I don't think I play. I don't know if I owned it or if I if I if it was a game that we played, like you know, co-op. What like not co-op, couch co-op, obviously. Yeah. Where, but you're fighting each other. Yeah. Uh, at, at a friend's house, but yeah, I do yeah, remember friend, liking it. My friend had an Xbox, and we played. I don't remember which one. I don't know which ones were out for the original Xbox, but one of them we played it a lot. And uh, I figured out how to counter. So like, if you time someone's punch correctly, you can catch it and then like just wallop them. Yeah. And so I figured out that and it made me unbeatable for like a month. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, and that's how it goes. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, it's like that with sports games, too. But uh, like when you're playing your friend like Madden or something, you know right. what move or moves. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know what plays. You know that he's going to throw a Hadouken at the 40 yard line. Yeah. Uh, so but no, like, you know, like, oh, it's third and 12. Every time it's third and 12, he's going to do that. That streaks play where they all the receivers right. just go deep and he's just going to you know do a mini Hail Mary like every time. And so. Oh man, it's so good when you when yeah. you can play the same people like, and like learn their stuff. And that's what's fun. Like when you're playing online, there's it's too contextless, I guess. Where it's like, you know, the the spectrum of people that you're playing is essentially infinite. And right. they might all have For all their intents own... and purposes, it's infinite. Yeah, it's like the 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 amount of times that you'll end up playing the same person multiple times is uh I don't know how often it ever happens in any game. Um you know, maybe if you're playing enough, it happens when you're playing like Destiny or you know, some, yeah, some online. Because you can get you get like groups that. of friends. At least with Destiny, right. we had like a clan that we all played like stuff together and uh, yeah, get some team mechanics going. Yeah, but it's like the, you just can't. So like, I remember in Street Fighter Two specifically, Blanca. Um, if you hit the L or R button, he'd do like a back handspring, but it was a kick too. Yes. Um, and well, it would just depend. It would be that it would be whatever kick you assigned to one of those shoulder buttons. But yeah, yeah, it was, but like, it, it was like, yeah, it was, it was sweet. In, in this case, anyways, uh, for me, it was, when I played, it was a back handspring, and uh, it was like unbeatable for my brothers for I don't know, like a week. Um, yeah, and then it's like you figure it out, you know. But it's it's finding out those like weird little things. You're like, ah, oh, man, it's kind of like the feeling that you broke the game in your favor. Yes. And it feels that way until someone figures out how to slap you back down. Yeah, and, the, <laughs> you know? and then and then the thing that you were doing 
works zero percent of the time. Yeah. And you're like, and now I, I need to find a new way of playing altogether. Yeah. Or like, uh, if there is some kind of like actual balance issue in a game, um, you can just be like, okay, guys, the rule is you can't be this guy anymore because yeah, it's like uh, no odd job in Goldeneye yep. on Nintendo sixty four. No odd job yeah. because that was bullshit. The dude yeah. was too small. Sorry for swearing. Dude was too small. <laughs> it was too fast. It sucked. You get a friend with like like an RCP ninety and odd job, you were dead. Yeah, my favorite thing to play was uh, we would do um, license to kill slappers only. Yeah, that's so good. And if someone was odd job, they were almost unhittable. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, so ridiculous. Oh my god. Yeah, the funny thing is like if you say like yeah, Goldeneye couch co op, almost everybody first like the first thing they say is no odd job because yeah. they know everybody yeah. knows. Yeah, and like, but but that's the kind of stuff that you can correct for when you're playing couch co-op. Yep. Where like, don't look at so, my screen, dude. Don't be sniping my screen. Look yeah. at your own screen. Where it's like in Mario Kart Eight, for example. Like, let's say that I'm just gonna assume that that build is still like the best one. Yeah, well, it's for, like for, you, for just for argument's sake, let's say it is. Yeah, it's like there are 30 characters. You can just be like, okay, you can't be Bowser. Yeah. Just pick someone else. There's, yeah. you know, BDK is probably like the second best. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's probably true. Like the way that that's how like you know my boys play. They just pick the characters they like. Yeah. Um, I a lot of times when I play them, uh, because like I played a lot more Mario Kart obviously than them, and now my oldest son's finally getting to the point where he can like he can beat me sometimes. Yeah. And that's just like a proud dad moment. You're like, ah, <laughs> I've uh, I, I I've schooled him well. But I'll just pick the the exact basic build of Mario. The regular cart and the regular umbrella, not the umbrella, the glider. Yeah. Uh, because, like, that's, I feel like that's real neutral. It's definitely yeah. not the best, but it's definitely not the worst, you know? No, I, yeah, I don't even know which characters are the best. I just, uh, so in Mario Kart 64, I would always pick Toad. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've been, I used to be Toad all the time, too. Yeah. Toad, I don't know, I don't know what it is about Toad. I just love being Toad. He was not the fastest or he was, he was one of the weakest characters. Unless we're, like, wait, unless we're talking Mario, Super Mario Brothers 2, where uh, he was the fastest and he could dig like a mofo. <laughs> That's true. The, toad for the win. Yeah, but I don't know. I just loved being Toad. And uh, it's like you find these characters that you love and they're not necessarily the best, but it's like, I think that's that's the benefit of having a roster. Right. And it's like, you know, when you're playing couch co-op, it's unlikely that so- that whoever you're playing with is going to someday be an esports like fighting game person, right? You know, so it's like they might be better than you. I was uh, I was better than a lot of my friends at a lot of games just because uh, I'm I'm freaking good, man. No, <laughs> get, get good, yeah, get but like good. uh. Scrub. You know, it, it wasn't that I was unbeatable. I might have been unbeatable to them, but it's not because I was, like, hacking the game somehow. I just, right. like, probably played it, you know, ten times as much is yeah, the and real that, difference. That, that goes a very long way uh, in being good at video games as a kid. Yeah. Like, my favorite, the guy I always picked in Street Fighter was Saget. He, oh, yeah. uh, he was my favorite. He just he just looked badass. He had scars all over had eye patch. He he hit you with yeah. He, he was just like knees. a he was a kickboxing pirate. Yeah, he was I loved awesome. It. But I really loved playing as pretty much everyone. Um, and so I get actually, you know, when you win with him, you are doing, uh, you know, one one good thing that you're achieving is uh, you have a much larger hitbox than oh, the yeah. other characters. It's like the opposite of odd job. Yeah, he's giant. 
Um, same with like Zangief. I loved playing yeah. Zangief too, even though I think his moves are the least intuitive, if I remember. Yeah, they are. They're um, super unintuitive, but like, man, people who are good with Zangief are uh, unreal, and it's super fun to watch them play it well. Oh, yeah. Well, it's because like a Zangief move could take like half the hit points away just like that. Yeah. Um, Spinning pile driver, man. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I loved how different every character, and I think that this. This and Mario Kart, the original one, were probably like my first experiences in being like, there. I can, I can. Pick, there's different ways to play this game, you know. Because mm-hmm. um, like in Mario, you know, you're Mario. Is uh, running and jumping. Yeah, in Sonic, you're Sonic. Um, but like in these games, it's like there are different ways to play, and there's not a best way to play. No, because, there's a best way for you, probably. Yeah. And it's because like, for you me, know, it's, it's always the it's always the characters with with the the ingrained like circular rotations. Whether I'm playing yeah. Street Fighter or Guilty Gear, those are the ones yeah. I gravitate toward. Yeah, and like I I played tons and tons. Well, I played tons of Street Fighter two before the age of like probably eleven or something. Yeah. And then after that, it was all uh, uh, Super Smash Bros. Um, and my favorite character in that was Fox. Uh, okay. Which is not, I don't think anyone would consider him the best character from that game. I think the original one, the best characters are probably like Pikachu and um, maybe M. Bison. He's really good. I actually forgot that M. Bison was in the yeah. original Smash. He's awesome. Um, but Fox is weak, but he's super fast and uh, he can reflect range attacks. So I was, I was really hard to beat as Fox, but it's like... That's because I got really good at Fox. You right. know, it's not because he was better. In a lot of ways, he was worse than like most of the characters. And like my friend was super good at Yoshi, uh, which again, Yoshi, his move set was really odd because a lot of it was geared towards throwing eggs. Yeah, and I can see you that. can yeah. you can control where the egg. It, it always has an arc, but you can like control it. So you can throw it really far or really short or really high. Um, and that getting good at that is not easy but he could like snipe you from across the board with it you know and it's like that's what i think is so fun about these kind of games and it's why i think i don't i don't know why we talked about pizza so much at the beginning but i think it makes sense for this episode to be like pizza is just part of playing party type games which i would say fighting games are right um yeah 100 percent and it's like you just want to get people around a TV, get some get some soda, get some pizza, yeah, scream a lot. You know? yeah. <laughs> like Maybe that'd be the name of the episode: Street Fighter Two and Pizza. Scream a lot <laughs> instead of Netflix and chill. Street Fighter Two and Pizza. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, I have so many funny memories of this game. Just, but again, it's like I don't know if I ever played it by myself, and that's because I had I had two brothers. Yeah. Um, and so I always had at least one person to play with and one person who was waiting to play. Right. And, you know, that's, I think, the the ideal way to play this. So I'm not sure if I ever played just the straight up, you know, fight all the characters in a row. Yeah, I did that a lot, but it was mostly in preparation for playing, playing my friends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, because, like, I, I, I was, uh, I have a very weird family dynamic. I have you know three half brothers and three half sisters but they're all 
uh, the closest one to my age, I might have mentioned this, is 10 years older than me. So, like, yeah. none of them were really playing games with me at the time. Uh, Street Fighter 2 was not one that my dad was interested in uh, get, <laughs> getting into. And so, you know, I would I would just rock the, the, the arcade mode, and then whenever my friends came over, then play them. Yeah. Like, the, all the work I had been doing in the arcade mode was leading up to this, you know? Because you could yeah. uh, go into the menu and increase the stars for the difficulty and make the, make the computer mm-hmm. AI harder, which kind of sucked because... Uh, in the original Street Fighter 2, uh, it was widely known that the AI for M. Bison was really broken. Um, and so you would uh, have a very large difficulty spike uh, playing the original Street Fighter 2 <laughs> uh, on a harder difficulty uh, in arcade mode because uh, basically it cheated. I mean, like, I, yeah. hear, you, I hear my kids talk about the game cheated all the time. Like, man, kid, you don't even, you didn't play Street Fighter 2 on Super Nintendo. Yeah. Like, you don't know. <laughs> oh, man. That was the brokenness of some of the games is like kind of i don't know it's kind of nice in some in weird ways because i feel like games when they were broken they weren't like uh you know they weren't broken like some games get shipped now where they need to be patched it's just like they had like a weird quirk for example like m bison being super difficult for no reason just yeah, like because suddenly. he could just like some of your moves you you like i swear to god i just hit him like why did his health not move like what yeah like, like what is happening like it, it didn't it did not feel congruent with the way the rest of the game had played you know what i actually do remember playing m bison so i must have played the uh the you know arcade style some amount of times because uh he was really hard yeah he was uh he was he was not he was not. He was hard and not a fun way. <laughs> yeah. Did, did you? Uh, did you ever? Did your playground ever have the uh, the Shenglong uh, Urban Legend at, uh, oh, I, on, I from the know. N Bison stage? It's one of the greatest. The only April Fool's joke I've ever enjoyed, uh, in, but only in retrospect because I was mad when I found out about it. Um, <laughs> so, like the, uh, in the oh gosh, 1992 or 93, the April issue of Electronic Gaming Monthly. Um, posted uh a way a quote-unquote secret way that you could uh fight instead of bison at the end of the game you could fight uh ryu and ken's shotoken karate teacher shang long um it was it all stemmed from a mistranslation so like ryu uh when you win with ryu you know he talks smack and he's like you must defeat shang long to stand a chance but that's it's a mistranslation the original phrase, like in the Japanese, you know, kanji, it uh-huh. said, if you cannot overcome the rising dragon punch, you cannot win. But when they translated it to English, it said, if you can't defeat Shang Long, which must be, the, you know, the rising dragon punch, you, you, you know, you don't stand a chance. And <laughs> this was enough to encourage the writers of Electronic Gaming Monthly. They made up this whole elaborate story about how you would, like, encounter Shang Long um, if you, like, went through the game in arcade mode with Ryu. Uh, without taking damage several fights in a row like Sheng Long would come out and he would like <laughs> he would throw M. Bison off and they had like these elaborate workups like I remember I still have the magazine around here too I think where like they have like Sheng Long like flipping Bison over his head um, and then like other magazines like didn't do any fact checking about it being April Fool's and they kind of <laughs> ran with it too and then and then when Street Fighter 2 did finally come out for Super Nintendo in uh, 92. Um, the instruction manual also said that Sheng Long was uh, Ryu and Ken's martial arts teacher. So, like, later That's versions awesome. that were printed, I think it might have even been later versions of this run of Street Fighter II cartridges. They got rid of that in the manual. But it yeah. doesn't matter because it was already in the zeitgeist. It had already gotten yeah. out. It had run rampant. 
It was hilarious. Uh, and, and think, you know, man, we, we, we tried to get it, but man, going, even putting it on easy mode, uh, it was really hard to go flawless, like not getting yeah. hit. Uh, I guess as flawless as Mortal Kombat, uh, perfect is uh, Street Fighter. Yeah. But holy it's shit, that was awesome. <laughs> that like, I feel like stuff like that is sort of lost because like, you know, if a game came out now and you know people tried to do a similar thing, someone would be like, well, I'm just going to look at the metadata of the, of the code. Right, you know, yeah, you, like, like, oh, well. you can you can literally because like, people either hack their stuff to become dev kits somehow, or they have dev yeah. kits somehow, and they can they can just look at the metadata, especially if it's a digital game. That's even easier. If it, it yeah, they don't need to get it from a disc. And so it's like any, I don't know. It's kind of like you know, people will launch a game and they'll be like, "There's so many secrets in this game," and then like six hours later, all the secrets have been found. Right, you know, it's like <laughs> it's a bummer. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know, like, I guess, like, I, I've sort of said before, I'm, I'm a little bit, mostly, 99% immune to spoilers. Spoilers yeah. don't really ruin stuff for me. Uh, I agree. I, I apologize if I said this on the podcast already, but, like, for Bloodborne, one of my favorite games of all time, thinking I didn't like Soulsborne games, watched all of Vadi Video's lore videos and everything about Bloodborne. I, there are, like, no stone unturned at that point, and I'm like, I have to play this. And then I played it. <laughs> And I loved it even more. And then it became one of my favorite games of all time after having the whole gosh darn thing spoiled for me. So, yeah. like, I don't know that it would be so bad for me to see all the secrets. But, like, I do know there's some people, especially kids, who love the surprise and the element of wonder. Yeah. And and some of that is, is sort of getting lost. Because now kids got phones. Like, they can just look up. Oh, that's already yeah. been debunked here. And then they, you turn their phone around and, and, like, show their friend. And it's like yeah, a bummer. I think to some extent, it's not so much that it's, like, even that spoilers now are everywhere but it's just like you can't have you can't discover things you know what i right. mean um and i think that that's i don't know that was like a big part of playing video games like um i wrote a whole essay about this because i remember i was on uh i was looking at reddit because sometimes i do stupid things like that sometimes you but, like uh, to you know give yourself a little self-abuse and <laughs> yeah um but i was looking at someone was playing uh, majora's mask for the first time it was probably like two years ago. Uh, and they were like, how did people like, how did you know how to do this stuff in like, you know, 1997 or whenever it was. And the answer, the correct answer is that we had one new game and nothing but time. Yeah. That was like, that was <laughs> us too. And, and that was, that was video games. I I'm just going to say for most kids, that was through the nineties. Yeah, oh, for sure. I, I don't even think it was until maybe, maybe the PlayStation 2, Dreamcast, Xbox, first Xbox era, that people started getting, like, more than, like, one game more often. And it's probably because, like, we were getting older and could have jobs and we could buy more stuff. But right, yeah. I would say If your that parents that's were true. buying it for you, man, you had you had what you had. And if you got a dud, you're playing the dud. Like, that's just... Yeah. That's what, we had, you, that's what you were going to do. You could go to Blockbuster and rent a game for, like, three days. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, and it's like, and man, we got to get it all in. I, I mean, yeah, I, you I just knew get friends, whatever, whatever that, garbage game that your mom got. Well, I had a or friend that was who, available who didn't have like they they didn't have like a lot of money, but they did have a Super Nintendo, and they pretty much just had like uh, Mar- I think Mario came packed in with some of the Super Nintendos early on. Yeah, and I think that's pretty much what they had. But he would rent games, you know, from Blockbuster, and his favorite game was Secret of Mana, uh, and he would just rent that all the time. And I remember one time he was telling me that he rented it. He's like, and I don't know how long it would take. I don't know if he was able to finish this feat in the time of the rental or if he was able to get another rental. 
Um, but he leveled himself all the way up to, I don't know if he hit 99, but that was his goal is to level all the way up to <laughs> level 99 in the very first area of fighting rabbites, rabbites. Oh, uh, and those are like, if you know anything about secret of mana, it's the weakest enemy in the game. It gives you the least amount of experience, but he wanted to do it just cause he loved that game so much. Yeah. Like he set out to do that. And I think he got really close if he didn't do it. Mans was yeah, just possessed. There was a story of someone doing that same kind of thing with, I think, Final Fantasy VII recently, or like a few years ago. Where just leveling up all their dudes in the first part of the game? Yeah, getting to like level 99 in the first, wherever you can first fight people and save it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like... yeah because that's what you would do. Uh, you, like if you owned the game or had a memory card, you could like get that save and then like save in a new slot. And so you'd right. always have that initial save. So it's like you could like start with an overpowered build like feel like you, this is before yeah. new game plus this is why new game plus was always so appealing to uh kids like me uh because you know i would over level a lot of times at the beginning of games because mostly because i wanted to like a lot of times learn the combat system and get real sure uh, familiar with it and uh know what i was doing and so but i never did a a, a herculean task like leveling yeah. your In secret amount of characters <laughs> i mean i don't know how many hours that would take i bet someone is probably posted on a game facts somewhere how long that would take Oh, for um, sure. But holy cow, man. That, and that's even that's like, so I feel like GameFAQs, I mean, I don't know how long GameFAQs has been around. Probably since the early 2000s, to late, right? Before maybe? 90s? I would say maybe before that, but yeah. not much before. Like probably, I would say somewhere between 1995. Yeah, we're talking or, late 90s. Yeah. Mid, like, to, mid to late 90s. I would say 1995 is probably the earliest that it existed. Um because how many people were even using the internet the internet then right um but like even that was still something that you were unlikely to come across right you know because uh people you know unless your friend found it and they were like hey this is this is how you beat this game right um because like yeah, you, uh, just, you had to you had to ask because like you could you there was no or you could buy I mean a lot of times they did sell guides I, that's we true. you and I did talk about doing a guides episode uh, which I would love to do because I still have a number of guides still from the mid and late nineties so uh-huh. we could like look at those and talk about them and reminisce yeah, I I have uh, funny things about guides we'll save it for that episode yeah 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 but yeah. Uh, yeah but it's like some of these the discoverability of things was part of the fun i think like uh and even though um in street fighter 2 at least the one i had they gave away all the moveset in the instruction manual right i think that made it that made it more fun for yeah. people like me who just wanted to play all the time and didn't care about who i played as so it's like if i was going to play as e honda for the first time i didn't want to just only be able to do punch and kick yeah you know i wanted to be competitive as e honda right away and you know, as we said, it's like the the transferability of skills from one player to the next were uh, pretty pretty good, right? You know? um, yeah, but yeah, man, what um, a great game! I, I uh, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, uh, I don't know. I loved this game. I I played it so much as a kid, and then never again. Yeah, that's. Weirdly. I remember you saying that. I'm like, <laughs> that's uh, like because I had the opposite. I'm like, this game is so good. I have to play all of them. Uh, the the least the one I played the least was Street Fighter Five, um, followed I heard by that Four. Was a bad one, um, but I, I liked Three a lot more than a lot of people did. Although some people do like Third Strike, Street Fighter Three, Third Strike, like that's their all time favorite. Uh, mm. The ones leading up to that uh, have sort of uh, a, a reputation for not being as good. 
Um, I do love Third Strike. I got my original copy still. Um, but I don't think I've played very... I've probably played very few of them as much as I played the original set of Street Fighter Two games, all the way from the, yeah. the original all the way up through Super Street Fighter Two Turbo. Um, I, I would be remiss if I, if I didn't quickly mention... Uh, the Genesis version that came out about a year later. It actually came out in September of 93, um, a couple weeks after my birthday in 93. Um, but we were we were all pretty, like, console agnostic at the time. There were some Sega kids and there were some Nintendo kids, but, like, I don't know if, like, we were just different back then, but a lot of times we would just trade whole consoles temporarily, you know, just yeah. borrow to our friends and, like, oh, can I get your Genesis for, like, a month and some games and you can just take my Super Nintendo or whatever? Um, I eventually did uh, get enough uh, money, probably in trade-ins from games and stuff, to eventually have both consoles. Uh, but for Ooh. the longest time, we would we would just trade because it was like yeah, we didn't need extras, you know. Um, That's what we did too. We'd and trade. so uh, there were a couple times where we would trade like permanently, and then like our parents would have to like work out like like the value differentials <laughs> or potential value differentials because you can't you can't let twelve year olds make monetary decisions like that's just not not a good idea and so uh at the time uh you know i wanted to play some fantasy star games and so i'd i'd had a genesis i can't remember if it was i don't think it was mine but i think uh or it might have been mine at some point <laughs> it, it, it got the the details become fuzzy um yeah. but when you know i still had my even though i had the genesis i kept my copies of uh, all my jrpgs from square and uh street fighter 2 because that was important i'm like whenever i get a super nintendo back i'm gonna want to play this but then I also got the Genesis version, which was uh, at the time called Special Champion Edition, uh, uh-huh. which really played a lot different because the Genesis has an eight-way D-pad versus a four-way D-pad on the on the SNES, on the Super mm. NES. Uh, and so a lot of the moves felt, at first, harder to pull off because you have more directionality uh, in yeah. your inputs. So your imprecise you know, input maybe on a four-way, maybe you got sloppy on a, like a, a four-way D-pad. Uh, the Genesis controller would let you know that you did not do that right because it had you're like it's like oh but you didn't go all the way forward you were just like down crouch or something uh you know mm. like whatever it was and so like it took some like learning but i really liked it uh first and foremost because like they literally invented a new genesis controller for it at the time they created a six button pad because street fighter 2 wow. was coming out and number one that is a good controller especially for like platformers and stuff man feels real good gunstar heroes on a six button controller feels real good um but also the sound, because the Genesis used a lot of FM synthesis. Um, and some people, a lot of people probably know this, but some people might not. The first generation Genesis, uh, they both use Yamaha chips. The first one actually is a little different than the second one. And each console has their, um, you know, their champions. Uh, I personally kind of like the original a little bit more than the, the new one. Um, just because I had that model longer. And so like the sounds that I got used to, uh, right. They weren't super different, but one of the coolest things you can do now is the Genesis mini two mini console, uh, lets you actually actively like switch between sound chips. So you can see how each game sounds on like both <laughs> systems. Cool. It's really cool. And M two did the emulation. So, you know, it's like, you're looking at like for, for my eyeballs, 99% as good as the original hardware. Right. Hmm. Uh, because M2 is legit. And so going back and like playing like Super Street Fighter 2 or uh, Mega Man, the Wily Wars uh, on this, uh, you know, on this on these mini consoles has been like so fun. Um, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot how much I really loved the sound because it is different. Uh, if you get a chance, you should you should go listen to 
maybe some like comparison videos where they compare like the the, the theme songs and like the voices uh, uh-huh. running through like a Super Nintendo, which was sample based. Its hardware was sample based, and the Genesis, which was FM synthesis. And uh, I think I think you will be in for a treat. And so yeah, interesting. Ne- needless to say, uh, no matter what console I had at the time, I did have a copy of Street Fighter Two to play because I I felt like I had to. <laughs> uh huh. So yeah, man. That's well, all I really have for Street Fighter Two, though, man. Do you? I, I don't know. Do you got anything else that you wanna? I don't think so. I mean, we we could probably do another episode just about fighting games, but I feel like we should. Uh, That'd be I fun. Feel like this, I don't know. I feel like we covered a lot of it. You know, Street Fighter Two was, I think, in some ways, the beginning of fighting games as a thing. Like a yeah, as like a, a thing cultural that, thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, uh, you know. There are tournaments in like esports and stuff like that, but that all started on people's couches. And even before that, I guess it started at the arcades or at the Walmart. You right. Know? Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. Or we had Neo Geo and Street Fighter 2. Yeah. It's just a natural progression of the arcade is like you move to the couch where you have six of your friends, you know, trading yeah. controllers. Um, and then you go to esports. Yeah. Yeah, the, the the line is not hard to draw that connects the two at all. No, I I do think a lot is lost in moving away from the couch, and it's funny playing as an adult because like when you were a kid, it was so easy to get six people together to sit yeah. on your couch, and now it's like the struggle impossible. is so real. It's, it's, yeah, it really does. It feels impossible, and it sucks like, that it feels that way. But man, people got lives and jobs, and yeah, they just guy, don't don't have it. Yeah, people will be like, I can be like there the second Saturday of the month, and people are like, ah, it doesn't work for me, you know? Yeah, yeah and it, and it's and it's always it's always something you can never get everybody all at once. Yeah, or like the day it happens, everyone gets sick because everyone yeah. has kids, and kids are just constantly sick. Uh, germ factories, man. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like, I I shouldn't say that like th- th- this is all I have to say about Street Fighter Two, but I think for 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 like podcast terms this is kind of where this, this is what the meat of what i wanted to say yeah um now i i talked to uh rick uh who is a buddy of mine um who i have also mentioned on here before and we would really like to get him on for uh, a mega man episode because uh he's like the mega man guy of all my it's friends a mega man man yeah he is and uh he's also got some like video recording capabilities so i'm not gonna make a promise i'm not even gonna make anything other than a suggestion of a possibility that we might be able to have some video content if he's able to somehow link us all up to uh, do a Mega Man uh, episode soon uh, with video. Um, There will for sure be a Mega Man episode of audio, but there might be a Mega Man episode uh, with with video because Mega Man, similar to Street Fighter 2, is a game that played at like a really high level. Looks like there's like elegant ways to to approach these games. Um, Yeah. It's and not how I play. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not very good. I love them. I especially love Mega Man X. Um, I think we're going to kind of like leave it open to uh, since he's the Mega Man man, let him kind of like lead the discussion on wherever uh, we want to start. Uh, obviously, yeah. I'm, I'm sure he's probably going to pick the first three because those are just timeless classics, just incredible uh, pieces of uh, video game engineering. Um, and so I would like to do that soon. And we're going to check schedules. I think he's. I think he said he's got time coming up, so uh, so be looking for that. Uh, Maybe as soon as two weeks after you're listening to this, like we'll see. Host number three. Host number three from Sweden by way of 
Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> so, but anyway, I think uh, that's all. That's all I got, uh, Eddie. If you don't, if you have anything else, uh, oh, I think that's good. Sweet. Well, as always, you can find me on Twitter or X or whatever it's called at Joe M Owens. And Eddie, where can where can listeners find you? At radicaledward.substack.com. And there will be links in the description uh, to where you can find us and the Dad Pod Games Cast. Uh, we also have a Substack where uh, Eddie and I will contribute our musings from time to time. And uh, other than that, we will catch you all in two weeks. <laughs>